what is going on everyone welcome back raise the apple this will probably be the last episode for a little bit uh, for those of you who may not have seen yet Major League Baseball is now in a lockout this sucks to say the least so Major League Baseball is in a lockout what does that mean so this is the first time since 1995 that there's been a work stoppage in Major League Baseball. Like probably most of you, I was not born yet. So I'm still learning along with a lot of you what goes on during lockout phases. So essentially in a nutshell, I said this on in a TikTok, which by the way you guys should follow at Raise the Apple, where I talked about kind of briefly what entails what is entailed in a lockout. Essentially is there's no baseball activities of any kind. There's no free agent second sign. Trades can't be made. Teams aren't allowed to talk to their players. Players aren't allowed to come to the facilities. The league apparently cannot even use the players' likeness. So if you go on MLB.com, anything with pictures of players has been taken down. If you look at roster pictures, they're all blacked out. It's just a giant mess right now in Major League Baseball. Now, essentially, <clears throat> what causes this? So this is part of the contract negotiations between the players union and the league their agreement is was up once the world series ended they had to renew it they could not agree on renewing their bargaining agreement or known as the cba and henceforth the league issued a lockout how long this will be we have no idea the last there have been nine lockouts in major league baseball history you almost all of them i believe if not all of them have gone through spring training I don't anticipate this affecting the regular season as of now that's why I'm kind of glad it was pretty much guaranteed it was going to happen happen the lockout was going to happen I'm glad it happened now so that way they can get everything figured out before we go into spring training hopefully and hopefully it does not affect at all the 2022 season there's obviously a lot more into it and as I learn and find out more information I will share that with you guys as I'm sure you guys will see it as well. No baseball, pretty much, of any kind until this lockout is over. We have no idea, again, like I said, how long this is going to be. It is just a giant disaster, to say the least. But it was a wild week. That was just the cherry on top of a wild week last week for Major League Baseball. You had a ton of free agency signings, including... Our New York Mets making some big, big time moves, which we're going to talk about in just a sec. There's a lot of big names off the board, a lot of big names still on the board. All the pitching or top end pitching seems to be has been taken. There's still some key position players like Chris Bryant and Carlos Correa and Trevor Story that are still available, but there are other big name position players and pitchers that have found new homes or are staying for the 2022 season. Let's start with our New York Mets, shall we? They looked like they didn't know what they were going to do. They still don't have a manager. Half their rotation is gone because Syndergaard in the L.A., Stroman a free agent who eventually signed with the Cubs. You're, you got half your – David Peterson's coming off of an injury. You got half your rotation gone. So what were the Mets going to do? From an offensive standpoint, what were they going to do? You know, they needed another bat in the lineup. You're anticipating losing Michael Conforto. 
you need another outfield bat, you need another just middle infield bat. Javi Baez, who went over to the Tigers, and kind of a surpri surprise move a little bit. You need another infield bat. It's just they needed pieces. Billy Epler comes in, he goes out, makes his first move, gets Eduardo Escobar, formerly of the Brewers, Diamondbacks, and Twins. Eduardo Escobar is an extra base hit machine. It was a fantastic move. He's familiar with all over the infield. Most likely you can slot him at third base as being the Mets' everyday third baseman. Or, if he's not the Mets' everyday third baseman, you could have him as the Mets' everyday second baseman and have a platoon at third of Jeff McNeil and J.D. Davis. Then, he wasn't done. About an hour, hour and a half-ish later, Mets go out and get Mark Canna from the Oakland A's. Mark Canna is a, was a very underrated bat in that Oakland A's lineup. He is outfield, could play all three outfield spots. Could probably DH. That's assuming the DH is coming in 2022. He is a great, great bat in that lineup. Usually about a 20 homer, 70 RBI guy, which is perfect. Then they still weren't done. Then they went Black Friday shopping hard this year. And then shortly after, into the late hours of the night, they go and get a center fielder and Starling Marte who is a huge addition to the top of that lineup. You can move, again, you're anticipating losing Conforto, so you could have Nimmo slide over to a corner spot, then you could slot uh, Starling Marte in center field, and then your top two guys in the batting lineup, you have Nimmo followed by Starling Marte, then Lindor, and then your big guys with Alonzo, McCann, McNeil, J.D. Davis, excuse me, all those other guys. That Those three moves just in that day were great. And then what I said was from an offensive standpoint, they were set. Now they need to go fix the rotation. So to fix the rotation, they didn't re-sign Rich Hill. They were in on Kevin Gosman. He ends up signing a big deal with the Blue Jays. They were in on Robbie Ray, who ended up signing a big deal with the Seattle Mariners. And as big of a shock, to you had Marcus Stroman, who they could have re-signed. He ends up going to the Cubs. And apparently there's there were rumors the Mets weren't on Max Scherzer. I'm sitting here as a Mets fan, probably like a lot of you guys, no shot the Mets land Max Scherzer. Of everything that happens that has happened with this team in its history, the LOL Mets memes and all that stuff, no way the Mets land Max Scherzer. Then you hear Mets are the front runner. Mets are the favorites to land Scherzer. Deal is close. Deal is closer. Deal is finishing in the final details. Then the tweet comes out. Deal's official. Max Scherzer is going to be a New York Met for the next three years. Three years with an opt-out after the second year, over $40 million AAV, which is average annual value. The opt-out after the second year. I did also mention this in a TikTok. For those of you who don't know what player opt-outs are, essentially... Max Scherzer, after the second deal, could go to the Mets and say, I want to stay for the last year of the deal, or he could say, I want to exercise my option. I want to go into free agency. So now you look at the Mets rotation. Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer. One, two. The two best pitchers in baseball pitching back-to-back. -back. Then you go into the playoffs in a seven-game series. Teams are going to have to face Max Scherzer and DeGrom four times, assuming it goes all seven games. You still need a number three starter, or you could stick with what you got, and you got Tywon Walker, David Peterson, Tyler McGill behind him. 
but the Mets should go out and try and get another middle-of-the-rotation guy. Yusei Kikuchi of the Seattle Mariners, who's a free agent, is a name that they have been hot on. They need another middle-of-the-rotation guy in that in in there because you don't know David Peterson coming back from injury. You don't know what Tyler McGill's sophomore year is going to be. Taiwan Walker, who's fantastic the first half of the year, then took a huge step backwards the second half. You need another arm in that rotation, at least just to start building some depth into that rotation. But the Mets got freaking Max Scherzer. That is unreal. Never in my life that I would ever imagine Max Scherzer being a New York Met. You know, I said the same with guys like Lindor, Edwin Diaz, some of these guys I just never in my life thought they would be a New York Met. But the Mets go out there, they add Eduardo Escobar, they add Mark Canna, they add Starling Marte, and now they've added Max Scherzer. And if I'm the Mets, I go out and get another guy like Kikuchi for the middle of the rotation, and then I go fine-tune the bullpen a little bit because you did lose Aaron Loop to the Angels. You're not probably not bringing back Jairus Familia. Dylan Batances is going to be gone. You got Lugo and Diaz at the back of that bullpen but and Miguel Castro. But they're going to need another arm or two in that bullpen. And that's what I think the Mets should shift their focus shift their focus on now. Maybe if they can, you know, keep trying, keep Conforto. I don't Probably won't. But it would be cool if they did. But I would focus now, if you're on the Mets, focus on fine-tuning that bullpen a little bit and getting another middle-of-the-rotation arm. And I think this team is set. And obviously, the big kicker is they have to get a manager. Buck Showalter seems to be the front runner right now. Buck Showalter has managed 21 years. He previously managed with the Orioles. He's currently the man- manager on MLB Network. I would totally be down for Buck Showalter. There are a lot of people that don't like Buck Showalter for one of two reasons. So first of all, Buck Showalter has not has had good success but not great success. He's got a losing record in the playoffs. He hasn't... Every team he's left the next year, that team's won the World Series. He's had more 90 loss seasons than 90 win seasons. But you also... There are some factors you have to consider in there, the teams he's been a part of, like the Orioles, who were who have struggled for a long time and struggled for a while in the last couple years of Showalter being there. You put Showalter in with this Mets team, this Mets team is very, very talented. If this Mets team, there is no way this Mets team loses 90-plus games. There is no way that this Mets team does not finish at worst 90-72 and 72 with the way it is constructed right now. This is at least a 91 team, if even if you put Buck Showalter in there. Or even if you put Granderson, Curtis Granderson, who we all know and love, was a possibility but if I'm the Mets, I agree with the Mets' decision on this. While I would love Granderson as a manager, and I think he should be a manager at some point in his career, the Mets are in a position to win now and cannot gamble with a first-time manager. They need someone in there like the Astros did, bringing in Dusty Baker after the scandal where A.J. Hinch was fired. They bring in Dusty Baker. They get to the World Series. They fall two wins shy of a World Series title. The Mets need someone like that, someone who's been there, done that, and I think Buck Showalter is a great, great name to put in there. There are other guys out there. There are a couple bench coach options that have been uh, from other teams that are out there. I personally am totally down with Buck Showalter leading the way 
2022, but the Mets cannot make any factor on their manager until the lockout ends, so we're going to have to wait a while to see who they snag up. But it was a very exciting week for the Mets, and then it was a very exciting week for baseball, and then it took a rapid turn for the worse with the lockout. Like we mentioned before, Kevin Gosman is going to the Toronto Blue Jays on a five-year deal worth, I believe, $110 million. Let me double-check here. $110 million. Reigning AL Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray, he's heading to the Mariners on a five-year, $115 million deal. The Mariners are going for it. I love it. They have the potential to win or get to the postseason for the first time in a long, long time. Then the AL West was not done. The Angels go out and get Syndergaard and Aaron Loop. Texas Rangers go out and get Marcus Simeon on a seven-year deal. And then they they also got John Gray of the Colorado Rockies, who the Mets were also in on. Then the Texas Rangers, 10 years, $325 million to Corey Seager. The AL West is going to be wild in 2022. Every team has made some. The Astros, we know, are going to be there. The Angels, they also signed Rossiel Iglesias, Aaron Loop, Noah Syndergaard. They're making moves to be competitive around Mike Trout, who will be back this year after missing almost all of last year with injuries. Plus, you got Otani coming off an MVP year. Then you got the Texas Rangers, who are still rebuilding, but have added, have retooled their entire infield, get bringing in Simeon and Seager. You add John Gray into your rotation. The Oakland A's are sitting there. They lose Mark Hanna. They could lose Matt Olson. They could lose Matt Chapman. What are the A's doing? What are the A's doing? It's... The AL West is going. I this past year was supposed to be the AL East. I think this coming year it'll be the AL West. Will be an exciting division to watch. I think it's a four-team race. Texas and Oakland though will be my question marks because Texas is, is still rebuilding. But what is Oakland gonna do? You see the rest of the teams in the division making moves. You know the Astros are always gonna be there. So what do you do to counter? that if you're the Oakland A's what what is your plan of attack but again a lot could change you know there's still some guys out there Chris Bryant's still out there Carlos Correa's still out there Trevor Story's still out there there are some big names still available it's going to be an interesting offseason but it all depends how long this lockout goes so there's pretty much no baseball until then which sucks but that, those are the cards we've been dealt. But just to recap quick, the ALS is getting loaded. The Mets are getting loaded with Mark Hanna, Eduardo Escobar, Starling Marte, and Max freaking Scherzer. Texas Rangers just basically rebuilt their infield. The Angels are actually spending money and trying to win with Mike Trout. The Astros are the Astros. The Mariners are making moves to try and end the longest current active drought in Major League Baseball, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2001 when they won 116 games. There's some great things going on in Major League Baseball right now. And this lockout is just an absolute killer. It sucks beyond belief having this. But what can you do? Like I said before, the league and the players' union are basically having a messy breakup right now. And now we have to sit and wait. No baseball. This sucks. 
So, on that note, there are also no winter meetings. We don't know when anything will open back up again, so we don't know when we will have another episode. Until that time, this will be the last one until the lockout ends or something else happens that we can talk about. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this entire season. It has been the best year for this podcast. We hope to continue to grow, and it's all thanks to you guys. Make sure you follow. Again, a giveaway is at 100 subscribers. Follow on Twitter, RT underscore pod. Follow on TikTok at Raise the Apple. And subscribe here on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Let's go Mets. We got Max Scherzer there, along with Starting Marte, Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar. Welcome to Queens. It's going to be an exciting year in 2022. Let's go Mets.